found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Thursday. It's the eighth day of September. Here we are ready for another day. It is clear this morning. I'm for sure there's more than six stars. <laughs> well, that's good. So, <laughs> yesterday was misled by a few stars. Sure. Good to see you, Matt. Good to see you, buddy. And our first permission to broadcast comes from Wapikong, Indiana. Is that right? <laughs> Where we'll oh. take tidbits on the road. Hmm. That was brought up by Matt yesterday <sighs> that we hit the road. So we can meet and enjoy some of these communities around us. Yeah. How great would that be? It'd be a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. It would. Okay. Now, I've got to uh, believe I may be in this next group, just thinking maybe. It says at least half the U.S. workforce is psychologically detached from work (laughs) (laughs) and putting in the bare minimum at their jobs. We'll give you the first first clue that you were part of this group, Dale. Well, I'm just thinking maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Employee engagement has dropped steeply since 2020 Hmm. and is the lowest that it's been in nearly a decade, with only 32% of employees reporting being engaged at their jobs and 18% actively disengaged. The findings from the uh, poll align with the online trend of quiet quitting or, or putting in the bare minimum at work rather than going above and beyond. So there are less and less team players, okay, (laughs) that are out there. (laughs) Yeah. It says the trend was stronger among young people. Workers under 35 saw a six-point increase in disengagement from 2019 to 22, along with a 10-point drop in reporting that someone at work cares about them or encourages their development. Can you imagine? Can you imagine early in your career, your boss comes to you and says, "Hey, I need you to go do whatever yeah. on Wednesday," mm-hmm. and you're looking at him and saying, "No, <laughs> no, I, I don't think I will." That's happening more and more, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. People just, uh, you know, they. I don't know. It's it's there's it, the trend appears to be driven at least in part by changes to the work environment since the outbreak of COVID nineteen and declining engagement among remote workers coincided with the rise of widespread remote work. Hmm. Young remote workers were especially disengaged, with fewer than four in ten reporting having a clear idea of what was expected of them at work. And a 12-point drop in strong agreement that someone at work cares about them. Oh, they care. We care about you. I care about you. Deeply. So, you know, I got to be a bit surprised by that. At least half the workforce. Right. Psychologically detached. (laughs) But again, okay, let me just, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, okay? All right. Why? Why do we have this mindset of okay? I'm going to hire you yeah. to do 
this. Yeah. Okay. Here's your job description. This is what I'm hiring. But once you get into it, I'm going to expect a few more things out of you that we never talked about, that we never laid out. Does that happen? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Has that happened to you? Well, yeah. <laughs> Has it happened to you? Well, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> and then, okay, and then, you know, this <clears throat> this goes on because suddenly you're, you're like, wait a second, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. And so you go to the boss and you say, yeah. you know, I would like a little extra compensation for this. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Has that happened to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're bitterly disappointed. And you disengage more from work. Right. <laughs> and then you say to yourself, why didn't I just do the bare minimum to begin with? But you're not considered a team player. Oh, yeah. With that yeah, attitude. You're not a team player. Do people still put that on resumes? I'm a team player. What is that? Okay. It's just a cliche, you know, that people use. <laughs> To make it sound like they're go-getters. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you just say, I'm a go-getter? <laughs> Do people use that term anymore? I don't. I'm a, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm full of gaiety. Okay. We'll go back to the, the 19-teens. Okay. Uh, I bring gaiety to my work uh, workplace for 22 cents an hour. There you go. There you go. I don't know. But, I mean, seriously, can you imagine, though? I mean, if if your boss came to you and said, hey, we got some extra yeah. production to get done. Can you handle doing blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I don't think I can. <laughs> but, but we've just never been that kind of worker. No. Okay, so... No. You know, we, and, and, and the thing is, this is the honest, this is, let me peel back the curtain real quick. You and I had been, there was one time we were going through some old commercials by people that have worked here years ago. And we ran across them and it's like, you want to talk about putting your bare minimum in. <laughs> Music was like super loud in these things. And, you know, if, if, if it was supposed to be a 30 second commercial, it was like 34, you know. <laughs> All little things you're supposed to pay attention to and, and not, you know. But again, Matt and I have never fallen into that category. Right. Because we've cared. But unfortunately, at my age, okay, I'm just getting to the point. Sure. You know, if Matt doesn't see me at X o'clock in the morning, he thinks I've done it. He thinks I've called the <laughs> called it quits. Okay. I'll text him. Have you finally given up? Is today the day? <laughs> It's never like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you? It's like, today's the day, isn't it? At any given moment. It, it could happen. Uh, it could happen anytime. So I'm just at that age bracket right now where every day your brain's focused on exactly what you want to do. Okay, what's your plan? Okay. Well, you live long enough to enjoy any of this. Right. It's just, it's but I just, I just honestly think I think these kids, and I call them kids because this is a lot of younger millennials and older Gen, Gen Zers yeah. that are kind of figuring this out. That 
if you get hired for a thing, that's what you got hired for, not that thing plus, you know, oh, I need you to do blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and every single job that, that I've ever applied for is always, you know, and other duties as deemed necessary. And it's like, boy, that's nice and vague. <laughs> well, look at you now, though. Look at me now. Look, like, I'm working two jobs. You're, you're a success story in America. Yes, I am. Now, this is a, a newsflash. When we come back All right. after the break, the majority of Americans say inflation is making their life worse. What? <laughs> I thought inflation was a good thing. It's like a balloon. You inflate it. It's fun to play with. <laughs> is that not how this works? And again, couldn't we do this survey? <laughs> Uh, we'll uh, take a break, and we'll come back with more tidbits. So uh, don't you dare go anywhere. Is tidbits. This is tidbits. That's a double shot shout. I don't know. Sometimes I just get a bit silly. I... <laughs> All right, then. All right. I know it's a big surprise to many of you, but most Americans say inflation has caused them moderate or severe hardship. (laughs) A steady increase since November. Mm. Roughly 56% of Americans in this new Gallup poll conducted by D&M Enterprises (laughs) say rising prices have caused them to struggle. What? That's up from 49% in January. Wow. And 45% last November. Out of those surveyed, 44% described their hardship as moderate. 12% called their situation severe, which Gallup defines as a hardship that affects your ability to maintain your current standard of living. Most respondents, 74% who define their situation as severe, make less than 48 grand for their annual household income. Again, that makes sense. Absolutely. That's a slight increase of 4% since November. Out of other respondents, 12% of middle income and 4% of upper income report their hardships as severe. More middle and upper income Americans are struggling more than they were in November, however. Mm. Out of upper income Americans, that's 90 grand or above. 40% say they're struggling from inflation. 28% say they were struggling in November's poll. So that's gone up quite a bit. Yeah. Wow. The survey also found Republicans are more likely to blame their financial woes on inflation than Democrats. 67% over 44% state that uh, rising prices are hurting their families. Out of independents surveyed, 56% blamed inflation. Four out of five said inflation impacted their summer vacation plans, too. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, it's right. been tough. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Gas prices alone have made everything very tough. Yeah. They've come down a bit, but it's still outrageous. Now I hear OPEC's going to cut supply. So that is like up, you know. Plus, we'll have the charge for winter fuel. Oh, well, we got that, too. Yeah. The, the, the winter blend is coming. <laughs> okay. What's the difference? Okay. 
<clears throat> Are you just saying that? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> and yeah, this... I, I paid three ninety nine yesterday. Okay, I think that's what it is locally. I wasn't in town. Was okay, local. yeah, I think it's three ninety nine here. Last I paid attention. Right. I don't look anymore. It was like sixty one bucks. To fill it up. Isn't that see? <laughs> now that's a big hardship. Yeah. You know what would have been probably thirty months yeah. ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're paying double for gasoline alone. I mean, that's a big, big that's difference. A big thing, yeah. You know? And it, it's it's scaled back my goings. <laughs> you know, I mean, it really has. You can't go. Yeah. Let alone this, paying more for toilet paper. <sighs> while the amount there that, that you're getting is declining. Oh, no. <laughs> Now, we've been talking about this forever because toilet paper has gotten smaller. It's just, what's going on, okay? How many folks are cutting their fingers, so to speak, when they're wiping now? What do you, what do well, you mean? Well, you know, you're getting a little on your finger. Oh, okay. You know, right. that's what I call cutting the finger. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a smaller square. Yeah. And I let's, feel like when I was a kid... <laughs> You know, because it was my but job. You had a kid butt. Well, I mean, when I, when I was a oh, kid, okay. you know, it was part of my job was to go around and make sure there was toilet paper. You know, that was That's a part, of my, part of my daily chores was to make sure we had toilet paper in all the bathrooms. Which got you ready for a career in popping bubbles on pizza. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But I feel like back then you would put the thing on and it would almost barely not even turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would, maybe we didn't install our holders properly. I don't know, but I feel like it went all the way to the edge of the little holder thing. It was broader. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm telling you, folks, if you pay attention, you know they're shrinking. They've yeah. been shrinking. Yeah. Let alone if you go to a public restroom. And oh, those they're are, supplying. Yeah. It's like, what is this? It's like. <laughs> It's like super thin. It is. You can't even make it roll because it rips off. <laughs> oh, no, Matt. No. We'll have to go back to sticks with sponges, I yep. think. <laughs> Shrinkflation is the problem for this. We'll have those sitting in a bowl of ammonia next to the door. <laughs> Just like the old Romans used to do. Done with uh, that stick? Yeah. <laughs> hey, pass it over when you're done. <laughs> Give me a hand here, would you? The company uh, Angel why? Soft. <laughs> why, why are we obsessed with these things? I don't know. Uh, anyway. They've cut the amount of sheets in a roll from 425 to 320. Dang. Each square sheet has now been reduced to 3.8 inches instead of 4. And I feel like they were pushing over five <laughs> when I was installing them at our house when I was a kid. And you think they'd be getting bigger because we're getting bigger hind ends. We're getting end. fatter. We're fatter. <laughs> Everything says we're fatter. We need bigger. Needs to be the size of a paper towel roll. That's right. Because <laughs> we're fatter. And uh, uh, it says other companies like Procter & Gamble and Kimberly-Clark have increased the prices of their toilet paper 
and other hygiene products. Proctor saw a 4% increase in prices, while Kimberly had a 6% increase in net selling price. And it's like anything else. Your candy bar is smaller. Yep. You know, all of it. You know, remember years ago, you used to get seven sticks of gum now, and then it went to five because of the sugar shortage. Oh. That's what it Never went back to seven. Okay. I don't recall seven. Well. It's always been five, from what I can remember. Well, back when I was a kid. <laughs> in the great sugar shortage of, to, of 42. <laughs> we were giving it up for the GIs. <laughs> we had rations. <laughs> we got four gallons of gas a week, and we liked That's it. That's right. Dad drove his Buick down to... <laughs> Here's someone who says they... they Get poo on themselves. Oh, that's okay. good. See, we're getting verification here that uh, you know it. Uh, it's happening. It's it's a crisis. <laughs> it's a crisis. We're in a crisis here. I just uh, you know I don't like it. I don't like things shrinking, especially things that like that that shouldn't. Yeah, it should never change in size. Here's a uh, quarter. Do you think? Okay. Do you think? Do you think one of the companies will budge and say, "You know what? We're going back to the 1980s toilet roll." They'll bring back Mr. Wiffle. Yeah, yeah, and there he is stacking it up. It's these giant, big, you know, barely fits in your. Remember the? Remember how they used to have? Um, there was there was one there was one brand back in the day. Their toilet rolls were so big, they had to get to, like, buy an extender to make it even fit. Remember that? That's when we were enjoying an economic joy. Is that what it was? Yeah, we were yeah. booming, and so we had bigger, <laughs> bigger butt wipe. Is that what it was? Get a gas guzzler and enjoy the wipe. That's what the, the philosophy was back then. Gang. <laughs> I don't know. See, you're remembering things. You know, from your perspective, because you were toilet paper boy. You were in charge of, you know, so you kept a better look. I can't remember which company it was, but they actually had this extender thing that you had to use because it wouldn't, there was a chance it wouldn't fit. <laughs> now you can get those mega rolls. Charmin. Okay, thank okay. you, Charmin. All right. Because other companies came along and said, ours are just as big as Charmin, but they fit on your roll. And now it's like a third of that size, and you just fly it, and you put it on there, and you're like, "Wow, we're already halfway done using it. Look at that; it's brand new." <laughs> have you have you passed that down through the family? Is your son in charge of toilet paper? <laughs> uh, this person says you can still get it. Check their website. Okay, so you got a special order. Toilet paper, if you want it like it used is to be. Is that what they're saying? I don't know, because it's not in the store. Right. Not that I'm seeing. I just, <laughs> we get on some of the craziest the, topics. The dumbest things, like the dumbest things. <laughs> and we spend a half hour on it. But you know what? The people listening don't help <laughs> because they egg us along. Go check the website, man. You're right. You're right. Go look at this. <laughs> So, you know, I just, um, they're making bigger rolls, but they're, they're not as broad. 
So therefore, you're having more accidents on your fingers. Okay, so then we have more reason to make sure you wash your someone, hands. Someone texted and said, "Thank God for soap and water." Amen. <laughs> well, oh, this one says, "No, you can get the extender from their website." Okay, got one for mother a few months ago. All right, so mom's got to have comfort. Mom, yeah, mom, mom needs that. So, all right. Can't live with these toilet paper conditions. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> oh, it's right here. Look at that. The Charmin Roll Extender. Oh, boy. It's free. Can I just get one? Do they still have broad rolls? I don't know. <laughs> We're proud Charmin's cushiness fits in most bathrooms, but sometimes we've squeezed just a little too much into each roll. That's exactly why we have the Charmin Roll Extender. Request now. Can I request one? If it's free. Free plus oh, $22.95 yeah, just shipping. Free. Just pay shipping. <laughs> How much is shipping? Well, they never, they never tell you that. No. I'm not going to have time to get. Well, I'm going we to. Time. All we right. Plenty of time. You need to check your, your pockets, folks. There are 2004, 2004 Wisconsin State Quarters. That could be worth over two grand. Why? The quarters show a cow, a wheel of cheese, and an ear of corn on the back. But the valuable ones have an extra leaf on that corn. Mm. A tiny mark under one part of the vegetable (laughs) increases the quarter's value tremendously. That mark, referred to as the high extra leaf, isn't supposed to be there. One quarter in great condition with that mark sold for $2,530. Wow. So check your 2004 Wisconsin State Quarters. That's what you're looking for. Of course, if you have one, you're going, oh, you're going to get excited. And then it's just not going to be probably. Right. What? Uh, but remember, folks originally started collecting all those. Yeah, like, yeah. Get them yeah. and set them up. And, right. You could get the... Uh, they had things on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. right. You do that in a, or, in a handsome you know, collector's case, you know. You get a quarter for just five dollars, <laughs> and then we'll send you every month as quarters are released. All just right, pay, so. just pay shipping. <laughs> so there you go, Matt. Some tidbits on this Thursday. We've got a day to go. Now hold up. <laughs> Now, hold up, just just real quick here. We've done nothing but talk about how miserable we are, right? Inflation is is ruining our lives. High gas prices, ruining our lives. Cutting our fingers, wiping. <laughs> Toilet paper, ruining our lives. And then at, at the end, I'm, I'm seeing this story. Okay. Americans are buying Teslas, Bentleys, Lamborghinis as luxury auto market booms. How is that even happening? It's got to be those people over 90 grand. Americans are opting to buy luxury vehicles more than ever before. The share of new vehicles sold by luxury brands like BMW, Mercedes-Benz, and Tesla has steadily grown in recent years, hitting a record 17.3% of the overall car market. No kidding. That percentage is up from 14.1% in 2019. Wow. So it's gone up over, over 3% since then. Sales of luxury cars are still small, 
but have increased to 6,700 vehicles sold through July of this year, a 35.6 jump compared with the same period five years ago. Wow. Wow. And the auto industry prices for new vehicles have soared in recent years as manufacturers had supply chain issues. There's no chips. <laughs> Wait, Congress passed Wait. that. Took two years. <laughs> Right. Now let's all pat ourselves on the back because we're saving America, baby. Anyway, uh, inventory shortages, dealership lots, uh, mainstream models have gotten more expensive and harder to find. So, But apparently luxury brands are... Well, let's face it. You know, we've been hearing this rumor for some time. If you're making 15, 16 bucks an hour at a burger joint, why wouldn't you have a Bentley? You know, you're making good dough. You know, it's like, can you afford a Bentley on fifteen to sixteen bucks an hour? Well, I suppose you could if you watch what you're doing. But those are like half million dollar cars, man. Those are you put a little down, you make a payment. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> there we go. Tidbits. Oh, look at the time. Yeah, now we're like, we right, gotta go. I'll for see you later. All right, see you. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.